the MBM podcast. It's me, Matt. There's Mike. And Mikey. And we're probably two of the worst people in the world for saying, hey, we're going to do this and then do something completely opposite. But we've been really busy. So I think we always say that, too. Oh, well, that was awesome. It's only with you, bro. It's only with you. It's all right. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. Sorry about that, folks. I'll uh, fix that in post so it's not as bad on everybody's ears. But, uh, yeah, we've just been incredibly busy. My work schedule has been insane, uh, which I know is my excuse from the last two episodes, but it has been. Um, of course, with Mike taking over, being the president of the Sewer Car Club, the amount of stuff you've been doing, dude, has just been insane. Yeah, it doesn't seem to end, but that's okay. That's good. We're getting somewhere finally, and... Everything will be good. Yeah, okay. yeah. And things are getting more and more exciting because we actually might have an opportunity to yeah, race. Sounding, uh, sounding a little more promising. Uh, Love it. Getting follow-ups has been a challenge, but we'll get there. We'll It'll, get there. Uh, you know, things will fall place and into place, and, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And most of you guys are probably going to notice in this episode, Mike doesn't sound like he's sitting right beside me, and he's not. He's on Skype. Um, so that's we're gonna we may have an audio issue here or there, but we'll try and get it dealt with. Um, of course, we're gonna try and be together to do these more often. But hey, we, we want to start giving you guys content. We really do appreciate the fact that all of you guys stick it out, get excited when we're saying we're about to put out another cast. Like we appreciate that more than you guys know. So don't ever think that we're just gonna stop doing it and ignore you guys. Because <laughs> uh, look how we made this one happen. Yeah, this one's been cut up in parts. <laughs> we made a you made a Facebook post saying that we were gonna have one out this week, so we didn't have a choice. Yeah, I was like, okay, enough of this putting it off. We're getting it done. Um, so on this episode, we're gonna talk to uh, Stefan. Of course, I'm gonna call him Stephen through the entire interview. Um, of course, to give you guys the lowdown. We did the interview a little while ago, and of course, life got in the way, so we didn't get it finished. But um, we talked to Stefan uh, from Infamous Designs. He does a lot of uh, body painting. And everything like that. So that'll be later in this podcast. And I don't know. We're going to talk about a few things that have been going on in the RC world. Obviously, literally, Two Wheel Drive Worlds finished up last night. Um, Congratulations yeah, to any of it. Well, Spencer Rivkin of Team Associated managed to pull off the win, defeating Jared Tebow, which was the uh, reigning Two Wheel Drive uh, IFMAR Worlds champion from the last one. Nice. Uh, Four Wheel Drive's coming up. They're going to do a, a little bit of changes to the track, from my understanding, and then they'll do the four-wheel drive. So there's still more worlds to come, which will be awesome to, to see because, uh, you know, the little bit that I managed to check everything out was, was man, those AstroTurf tracks, dude. Like, oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You got to nice, check them eh? out. Dude, it, it's, it's different. Uh, you know, uh, Jared did a thing. Uh, I want to say it was with... Uh, Jason Rona and just talking about how different the surface is to run on. And especially for the American drivers, there's really no AstroTurf tracks for them to practice on. Jared spent a lot of his time practicing on carpet, same kind of carpet right. we race on. It's just kind of that, funny. We, we think we're at this huge disadvantage racing on carpet, but the reality is, is actually a lot of pros don't race on carpet that often. So it's kind of cool when you yeah, think about it that way. Carpet's, carpet's fun, man. I like it. Worst really we gotta do is. is clean off some fuzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite a bit of it too. Sometimes, sometimes there's more than others. So yeah, I don't know. What have you been up to lately, dude? 
oh, what haven't I been doing, man? <laughs> Just been never ending, I think. Yeah, I hear you. I don't even know where we're at. I mean, we've been so busy with club stuff, getting getting that trailer organized and things. and Yeah. We, we got our 26-foot car hauler, which is a beast, but I think me and you are going to be putting a little more elbow grease into it than we thought we were going to have to, but Yeah, that's okay. I think a beast is an understatement with that trailer. <laughs> I think your Dude, truck liked it a lot. We should have took a picture of that. Yeah. No, we'll have plenty of opportunities to do that before you get that waste, weight distribution hitch. Holy man. Yeah, that was a show. <laughs> Lots has changed, though, eh? Tekin's got their Gen 3 motors out, the Redline 3s or whatever. Yeah, I think we're going to have to reach out to uh, Randy and see if we can get him back on and, and see if he can put down the uh, the fact that you said that you could just drill holes in yours if that's all they're adding to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we got a little bit of attention with that comment, yeah. didn't we? Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's funny. That's why we're doing this, though. If we're not being noticed, then I guess we're not doing it right. Yeah, we got to rattle the cages every now and then. Shake it up a little bit. Dude, there's been so much stuff that's come out. Like I know. We have been missing so much, and it's actually depressing. My lord. I guess all you really got to do is, is go to uh, Live RC and just scroll through the news feed and yeah, we'll catch yeah, ourselves exactly. up, eh? Yeah. Just go to the featured. Oh, it's all worlds right now. Well, if you scroll down, like Sh- uh, Shell released some uh, rear hinge pins for the 5 Series, but they're actually pull hinges. So, oh, like, yeah. you can use, like, pliers to pull them out, so that way it's easier to change arms and stuff like that. You don't got to take a bunch of stuff off. Didn't somebody just come out with some new tool, too, I think I saw while I was scrolling Facebook? Uh, I, th- I know Techno came out with, like, a new plier kind of deal for pivot ball and shock multi-tool. Yeah, I think that's what it was I saw. I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah. And then SMC actually came out with, like, a battery compartment weight system. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you got to check it out. It's pretty cool. It's, it's something that definitely I'm going to look into, especially going back to shorty packs um, on my... Uh, it's on their website? Uh, well, it was on Live RC, but yeah, they should be on there too. They're like brass weights. They weigh 30 grams. They're thin. They can, you can kind of fit them in between the battery and uh, like where you put your foam. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's just to uh, help with balancing the uh, the car out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some people like to run shorties. It's compartment and... weight system. It's under accessories. Oh, there you go. See? Oh, yeah. Three. So you get two 30 gram things with it. Note the weights are sold in two packs. Oh, here we go. So what, they're 30 oh. grams each? Yeah, but hold on. In stock. Um, uh, yeah, so two packs. Two, you get two 30-gram weights with each one. Nice. Huh. That's not so too You shabby. just kind of place those on the chassis to... Uh, well, they go in the battery compartment. Like that, well, yeah. If he does, he show the pictures there on the website that he has, like of them in a B five. Oh yeah, he puts them beside the battery. I got gotcha. you. I yeah. see. Yeah. Huh. Like on each side, kind of deal. It's kind of nifty. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty, pretty cool. Hmm. And there's been just so many other things, dude. Like, uh, oh, it, it's. It's almost crazy because you know I I obviously I do the the TSR RC Speed Shop podcast with Tim. You know, we always talk RC news pretty much every week. And, you know, when I sit down and go and realize that you and I have missed so many episodes just because of life in general, which kind of is ridiculous when you think about it. Here I can find time to do one with a guy in California. We can't figure out when we live in the same city how to get together. But 
You got a newborn still. Well, how old's Amir, your daughter now? Uh, uh, a little over a year? Coming up to 20 months. Yeah, it's getting... Man, really? It's going to be two years already? And dude, it's crazy. I know me and me and the wife there were saying that whole conversation. Uh, no, it was me and my mom, I think, yesterday. You and your mammy? Yeah, we were having one of those holy cripe. It's been uh, <laughs> almost two years since she was born, and time flies, man. Yes, it does. Have you seen those RevTech... Uh, 24 karat gold, or 24K, they're gold or whatever. Motors? No. Yeah, there's something else. <laughs> Should get one. No. <laughs> Why not? Yokomo, Yokomo's coming up with a new buggy, it looks like. Yeah, I think a four-wheel drive one? Yeah, YZ-4. Yeah. Coming soon. Of course, uh, a guy I know there, Carson Warnamont now, is running for Yokomo. Nice. Uh, he was with his Associated, was he not? He was with Associated. Nice. Yeah. And uh, obviously a lot of the changes that Associated made when they tried uh, those B5s at the World's warm-up uh, obviously paid off with uh, with Revkin being able to pull off a win. And they actually had, I think, uh, I think Cav-, Cav finished third. So you got two Associated vehicles, one and three, at the World's, you know, and... and Obviously, they're doing something right with those buggies. Oh, yeah. Well, it was funny. There was a post on Facebook where a guy was going, oh, w- are they going to make all these changes available to us on these world's cars? And, you know, a lot of guys posted in there, you know, a lot of the changes they made are specifically for Astro. So unless you're running on Astro, you really don't need them. You know? Yeah. So I, see, I don't know. I see that there's a Testament Edition Savox Servo. Yeah, you seen that? That's pretty nifty looking. Color-wise. Yeah. I personally would never run a Savox, but... No, neither would I. I'll stick with our good friends at MKS. Damn Skippy. <laughs> uh, it's just depressing that we haven't gotten to do a lot RC-related this summer. Yeah, yeah, well... Like, you were having that conversation in my garage the other day. It was like, where has summer gone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's okay. Well, we'll carry on. We're going to get into our carpet racing season, and... Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're... Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that. We got some work to do, though. Yeah, yeah, we got to work on that SC10 four by four of mine. <laughs> yeah, we can get it done. I don't, I don't foresee it taking a whole lot. If you want to change bearings and stuff like that, that'll be the biggest. Yeah, but well, we got to. Yeah, you, um, you planning to go to Casey's first race in October? No, I won't be able to. I'm going hunting. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it either. To be completely honest with you, which is very unfortunate, but. Uh, We'll have to, you're going to go in November or is that one out too? Um, I'm going to try to make that one. That's for sure. Definitely try and make that one. I'll have to put something down in the calendar here to, uh, lock something down. Yeah, no dude, you're right. We're going to have to definitely put that in our calendar. Um, I definitely want to try and make as many races down there as I can. Cause like I said, the, the enjoyment for, for me is just show up race. And when we're done, pack up, go home. We haven't even gotten confirmation really to I mean, I know Casey has indirectly said that racing is going to be happening, but I haven't seen anything posted uh, about uh, what's really going on, so I'm hoping that things are rolling. I'm assuming so. I, I would I would assume so. Like you said, there was, uh, you know, every he said that everybody knows racing starts the third uh, Saturday of every month in Oct- starting in October, so yeah. I, I'm going to assume that's going to be a go. I don't think Casey wouldn't tell everybody if, for whatever reason, there wasn't going to be racing. 
Yeah, I'm sure there'd be more talk if it wasn't happening, yeah. so. Yeah. I'm looking forward to going down there and racing, like I said, get to race with all oh, those yeah. guys as usual. Going to try to. I haven't seen a lot of those guys in quite a while. I know. Going to try and make a plans to try and get down to maybe RC Clubhouse once this year or something. Maybe yeah. once or twice. Yeah, that'd definitely be nice. Try something a little different. Get on some clay. Get our butts kicked, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be having to change setups and everything, too. So I ordered some Proline Primes for my SC10 4x4. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I haven't put the order in yet. I'm doing it tomorrow. So if you maybe want me to order a second set. <laughs> I got a Proline gift certificate, I think. Oh, you can order straight from Proline. Sweet. I guess that's the only way that works, eh? Oh, look, you're wearing a Proline shirt. I am. I don't even know where it is in my disaster zone that looks like a bomb went off. Somewheres. Somewheres. <laughs> but yeah, oh, so yeah. we haven't been... Uh, we haven't been doing a whole lot of RC. Jeez, we didn't. I didn't even go out and run my boat very much. I need to go out at least once more before the it gets too cold because I want to run those Max Amps packs in it. Mm, yeah. And finally got everything I need to make those connectors. Or, uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's another thing you've been getting uh, quite the... Uh, what's the right word here? Um, <laughs> early Christmas presents, I guess we'll call them. Sure, we'll call them early pres- Christmas presents from Max Amps. Yeah, actually, I got two of the Max Amps uh, shorty packs that they just came out with. Um, looking really forward to running those. I'm actually looking forward to giving Jim one and letting him run it and see if he has that fall off that he always complains about near the end of his runs. <laughs> Well, that's the that's the selling point behind these batteries, right? They're higher C, C rating, so they're supposed to keep voltage a little longer. Yep. Right. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully Jim will see something out of that. Maybe we'll we'll turn his attention to those. <laughs> Not knocking my SMC stuff that I have, but I'm gonna give the Max Amps a full uh, full on give her down test. I guess if you want to call there you it. Go. So I think what we'll do is we'll take a little quick break. Uh, and then we'll get uh, the interview in with our friend over at Infamous Designs. A.K.A. Steven. Stefan. That's how I say, also known <laughs> yeah, as Steven. Steven. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. He's such a cool dude. He lets me call him Steven through the entire interview. <laughs> Tells us at the end. At the end, yeah, when we get him to do the little MBM line. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, it was great. That's funny. That was awesome is what that was. <laughs> I couldn't believe it at the end. He's like, oh, by the way, it's Stefan. And we're like, uh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but, you uh, could have told us a while ago. Yeah, for sure, right? So, yeah, we'll take a quick little break, and then we'll come back after the interview, and we'll talk about future plans. Sounds good. All right, we'll be back right after this. Cow RC. The radio-controlled maintenance king since 2008. Providing the RC community with the world's best pit mats, park trays, performance aerosols, and much more. Through smart design, superior performance, and 100% made in the USA, Cow RC products are a real value. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Follow Cow RC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or order direct at cowrc.com. Save 10% with code IMOVE. That's code I-M-O-O. CowRC. Maintenance King.
So here we are, back from a little break, and on the phone with us, or on Skype, or whatever you want to call it, we have Stephen from Infamous Designs. Uh, he's an airbrush artist that I've become very, very fond of, um, not only because he does great work, uh, but because he's not out to lunch on his prices. So I want to say, Steve, uh, first of all, thanks for coming on the NBM podcast. We appreciate it a lot. And uh, for those of people out there maybe that don't know, uh, maybe if you can give us a lowdown as to... Uh, you know, what your what your deal is, what got you started, what you do? Well, I'm from uh, Mexico, Indiana. It's a tiny um, little farm town in northern Indiana. Uh, I think the population is like in the hundreds. Um, it's a little town. Uh, the closest RC track that used to be to me was about 20, 25 minutes, uh, probably about a couple hours north of Indianapolis, just pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Wow. So I guess there isn't a whole lot for you to do other than – how did you get into painting then? Like, I I, uh, I used to race motocross. Um, I started racing motocross when I was six. I tried turning pro when I was about 22, 23. So, I mean, I, I had a really long career in motocross, and it started with uh, helmets and boots. I always wanted to be different from, from everybody else. I wanted to be um, – I guess I always had like a little bit of an artistic side to me. It started when I was about – probably 14 years old, my buddy, he got me some uh, paint markers because my, my boots were looking all raggedy. So he got me some paint markers, and I started um, painting my boots different colors and stuff and being all flashy and whatnot. And then I, I just kind of started dabbling in helmets. I mean, you know, obviously nothing crazy, nothing trolley designs or anything, but started messing with helmets a little bit, and I really wanted to kind of expand that a little bit. So I got an airbrush and I tried doing other stuff and, you know, nothing was exciting, but I've been racing RC cars since I was about 12 years old and I started racing seriously. Uh, I guess you can say I was always like a backyard basher, but I started racing seriously when I was about 19 and I wanted a, uh, I wanted a nice body. I didn't want to pay the money for it. So I started doing stuff for myself and I painted for myself for about a year and a half and started getting pretty decent with it and I started doing a uh, Tyler Jones. I started doing his stuff and he gave me all of his bodies and um, then it just kind of expanded from there. It was all, it was, it was a uh, word of mouth for about almost two years. That's all. That's all I painted for was about word of mouth. And I think about 2000, about 2000, late 2013 is when I actually made uh, my first Facebook page and started, started expanding. Nice, nice. Well, and, and like, of course, because I've been expanding how many Facebook, like people I know on Facebook, uh, due to obviously partly the podcast and just because getting more into RC, right? You start, you know, becoming friends with this person, that person, liking this page, liking that page, and that's when I stumbled upon your page. Uh, and you know, my uh, Mike, uh, my co-host mm -hmm. here, he had just finished getting his bodies done, and oh, well, me my, getting my body. Yeah, <laughs> when you told me how much you paid, I almost had like an aneurysm. Because I was like, man, that's a lot of money. And then, like I said, I, I stumbled upon Steve's page. Uh, infamous, it's Infamous Designs, right? Make sure I'm not saying it wrong. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was just it was one of those ones where it was like, wow, check this out. The, the, the cost is not absolutely ludicrous. And the work is, in my opinion, great. Like, you know Thank what you. I mean? Like when... Looking at your, your like your paint jobs to some of the other guys out there that do it, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just like I don't see the difference in why one is so much more expensive than the others. And, and to me, I think you're being reasonable with your pricing. 
and I'm sure that probably makes you a little more busy too, considering it is fairly inexpensive uh, to get stuff done with you. Oh yeah. It, it, uh, it, it's definitely helped a lot. I know I've had a lot of customers leave, uh, the bigger name, uh, the, the bigger name painters because of price and my turnaround. Um, my, my biggest thing was, as, as I started small, so I like to kind of not necessarily stay small, but I like to really cater to the weekend warrior is I'm not trying to, you know, pop out hundred dollar bodies for the, you know, the, the guys who consider themselves, um, you know, pro racers or the, um, the guys who are chasing around nationals and the, and the Royal regionals and stuff like that. I really want to cater to the, the weekend warriors who want a cool paint job and a weekend warrior who's going to scrape together nickels and dimes to get to the track on Sunday is not going to want to pay 80 to hundred dollars for a body. Mm, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. How did that work? Don't get me wrong. Mike, your bodies are beautiful. I talked to a lot of people. They're like, Hey, can you do this? And when, when I first started, I was like, uh, no, I, I really can't with some of the, uh, the techniques and the, the, the clean lines and some of the design, you know, I would, I'd point them to other painters like, Hey, if you want this, you want it to look like this, go to them. Cause honestly I can't do that. And then after a couple of years, it took me five to try to think it's 18. So man, wow. Almost eight years. I've been painting for almost eight years now. Um, you start to develop, um, your sense of style, the, you know, the, the, uh, the touch, the, the fine lines and make them clean and, and some of the, um, some of the effects that you can do. So, I mean, I've always just been kind of grounded with how I came up. My, my intention was to never make a lot of money off of one person. If I want to make more money, work more, you know, that, that's what you do is stop trying to, you know, make a car payment off one customer. So. <laughs> totally makes sense though. Totally makes sense. No, man, I've, I've been, like I said, I've been following your page now for a little while and, you know, I've been watching a little bit more of the, uh, some of the, like the the mesh looking technique and stuff that you've been working into some of the bodies and it just every time yeah. I see one of your new job paint jobs it's just like man I need to hurry up order new bodies and get them to this guy like ASAP. But some of them are uh, some some are a lot harder than others. Some customers they have they have an idea of what they want but they have no idea what they want. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll they'll send me a picture of this or that or like hey can you do this and I don't I don't know if they they understand how it's going to turn out or what they're expecting it to turn out. But a lot of the times I'll do a paint job and I'm like, man, I just don't like this. But the, the customer is like, you know, throttled. They're like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. So <laughs> sometimes I get customers who will send me actual schemes from other painters and be like, hey, can you get as close as possible to this? And those are easy to do. But then I've got customers who will send me um, ideas of like wraps, which wraps are almost impossible to duplicate because there, you can get so much more detail on a computer than you can an airbrush. Right. Right. You know, a lot of guys, they, they, uh, they want realistic fire, which that's, I mean, that's a real pain. Some people can do it. I can't, you know? So I try to tell, I turn them away. I'm like, I'm sorry. I got, I can't do that. And I don't want to take a chance on losing money, but then again, my name's going on it too. So yeah. if it looks like crap, well, you know, then infamous is on it. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. No. And like, like for me, like I remember the one there that you put up the TLR body that you did for me, I like, I like the layout of it. It's just my colors that I've kind of adopted have been like the, the bright orange and bright green. Um, oh yeah. And then when maybe with like either a silver or a white outline or something like that. And that's basically for somebody like me, that's what I'm going to say to, to any painter that I get to paint a body. These are the colors that I want. Do whatever mm -hmm. you want with them. 
you know. Yeah, and and some customers are like that. They'll say, "Hey, right now my cut my colors are uh, black, white, and pink," and run with it, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of do. And some come some customers I'll talk to, like, "Okay, well, do you want you want flames, streaks, drips, old school flames, tribal flames?" And some people. Well, okay, well, I don't like drips. I don't want this. So they want more like a sharper type of look, which I yeah. can, you know, work with that. Some people just don't really care. And then you have some people who are, my thing is, it's really, really, really hard to be 100% original nowadays. I mean, we live in, right now it's 2015, and there's, if you get on RC Tech, there is so many painters nowadays. I mean, when I, when I first started getting into painting, when I was 17, I think the only guys on there was uh, um, Ask Raleigh on RC3, so Raleigh of RC3 Graphics, and then I think a few more, and they were just really original, and they're kind of the uh, the first guys that kind of inspired me to start doing really good work and, and expanding my mind on design and stuff like that, but nowadays you get on RC Tech, and there's 30, 40 painters out there that are trying to make money off painting, and so it's really hard to be you know 100% original, and uh, I'm trying to get away from. Um, I mean, obviously, if a customer wants a certain color scheme, you know, you got to do it. But I want to start using colors that you don't see too often. And that's why I, I started messing with the uh, the gold and the purple. I mean, on picture, it might not look anything crazy, but here in person, it, it's it's different. It looks really really good. I like it. And I say it'd probably be my scheme if I was back racing again. But I want to start using off colors that you're not going to see too much of. And a lot of people are all about the, the bright fluorescence. Well, if everyone's bright and fluorescent, and then you start using different colors, you're going to stick out more, you know? So I like to, I like to expand out. Like I, said, I come from a motocross background and a snowboard background. So, I mean, there's plenty of creativity in both those sports alone. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. Well, like I said, it's, we've been kind of trying to do different things with, with, uh, with our interviews and talking to different people. And like we had, uh, Gary snow on from snow's design, you know, he's more, you know, obviously he paints too, but he's just taken over, uh, manufacturing the, for the win, um, bodies, you know, that's a huge undertaking in itself. So trying to talk to different wow. people and, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Get a few more, you know, smaller people. I want to say known, you know what I mean? People know about like the dark side designs and, you know, these other guys that do, professional painters bodies and it's not unreasonable to go and get that guy to paint you a body but how long are you going to wait what's the cost going to be and you know like you said you're more after the weekend warriors you're more of the guy that mike and i and i think a lot of the guys that listen to us are after they're after just you know having a nice body but they're not a professional racer yeah um and that's i get a lot of customers they ask me um you know, of course, I have my my prices posted on my page, but then they ask me like, "Hey, what's your turnaround time?" My average turnaround is three to five days, and if I'm busy, it's about seven days. And they're just you know throttled by that. They're like, "Oh, my last painter, it, 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 I was waiting three, four, or five, even six weeks." And I've heard of people waiting months to get their stuff back. But you know, if you want to make more money, just work more. If you want to be successful at a business be willing to do what the next guy isn't willing to do. Um, you know, I'm, I go to school full time and then I paint full time. This right now is just, uh, I'll, I will always paint. Even after I get my engineering degree, I will still paint. Um, but right now, even, uh, there's nights where I'm so busy, I'll pull an all nighter a couple times a week to get caught up and make sure people get their stuff out. I've always been about quality and I've always been about a fast turnaround time and a good price. And that's, that's been like my, my three mottos, I guess, with painting. And it's been working out pretty good so far. So, Well, hey, man, I think it is. Like I said, 
I'm always impressed when I see your stuff on Facebook and, and of course, you know, we're just, we're trying to support more, more of the smaller people, I think with our podcast nowadays. And, you know, it's not that we're not going to talk to, you know, big names anymore, but, uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think supporting the, the smaller community, um, is a step towards what we want to start doing around here. And, you know, I want to say, of course, thanks for last minute coming on. Cause you know, Mike and I decided to sit down and, and, and start doing another interview and, uh, like putting another podcast together and, you know, we were kind of like, well, what are we going to talk about? And then I was like, well, let's see if we can get somebody on. So I started, you know, I sent you a message and you're like, yeah, I'm at the gym right now though. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll work it out. And, you know, th- thanks for coming on. And of course, um, I, I like, so you currently race right now. Um, man, I'm having a moment here. Don't mind me. Stuff's melting down everywhere. <laughs> My com- I know I got so much going on too. Uh, dude, my computer right now is just giving me the big middle finger, saying uh, I don't like you. Um, sorry, me and Matt aren't actually together in the studio. I'm skyped in as well, so it's it's yeah, it's, it's just chaos. <laughs> so, what um, like you're, you're racing RC? So, what's your brand of choice right now? Oh, I actually, I don't I don't race RC cars anymore. I'm uh, I. I gave it up, I think, back in 13, and now I just I just go to school full-time and paint. Um, wow. I actually just sold I just sold my M11 um, a couple weeks ago. I just saw I, – I that was like my first big, big purchase. I never thought I'd spend that much money on a, on a, on a, a transmitter, but I, I, I grabbed an M8 and freaking loved it, and I got the 11. I was like, I'll never sell this 11. I'll always keep it. Well, I ended up selling it a few months about a, <laughs> About three or four weeks ago, I ended up selling it. But my uh, my brand of choice is a uh, TLR. Everybody we seem to talk to is TLR. Uh, I've I've had low Z. My my first ever RC. <laughs> my first ever RC car was the uh, um, RC10 GT, the the gas two wheel drive truck, and uh, I loved it. I think it's freaking awesome. And then there was a uh, indoor carpet track that opened up. Well, obviously you can't race nitro, so me and my father we built a. Um, triple XT, the Matt Francis one, and that I just uh, the, the truck was awesome. And then after that, I just been all about Lozy. Well, Mike's kind of in that category now. He recently got himself a TLR short course truck. So yeah, and that thing is nice, man. <laughs> like I can't even. Oh, it's just it just well. I mean, it helps who I got it from too, right? But, yeah, yeah, very true. It's got a really nice setup on it, and but man, yeah, that that thing is just solid. <laughs> For now, until somebody shows up with an SC5M, and then you go, oh, I gotta have that. <laughs> until I hit a curb. <laughs> been, been known to happen. Yeah, I've done that a few times too. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Well, that's uh, that's interesting. So, uh, what are you going to school for? If you don't mind us asking. Engineering. Uh, mechan- mechanical engineering. Oh wow! Yeah. See, it, it, again, my computer's giving me hell. Mechanical engineering. That's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, um, I'm actually getting ready to transfer to uh, Purdue here in Indiana. Um, Indiana. Holy. Nice. <laughs> Which is why I don't have time to do anything else. Yeah, <laughs> that just ma- lifting. So. That, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's amazing that you even find time to be to be painting bodies in between all of that. So. Yeah. I'm um, actually, right now, the only thing I do other than um, school and painting is I'm a competitive power lifter. So I uh, I'm in the gym every every day for about two hours, 
Um, but other than that, yeah, it's just a, it's a schoolwork and painting. And like I said, even after I, you know, get my degree, uh, it doesn't matter if I'm going to be making 30,000 a year or $90,000 a year, I will, I'll still be painting. Um, it comes in spurts. You know, there's times where you, you hate it. There's days where I come into the shop and I'm just like, Oh, I just do not want to be here, you know? And then there's days where I've got no work and I'll just, well, I think we lost them. We lost something. I'll grab a set of headphones or a laptop and I'll just start airbrushing, you know, because I just, you know, just get a hunger for it. Yeah, it comes in waves. Nice, nice. Well, we did lose you through a little bit of that. So uh, obviously, the uh, either the internet gods or the computer gods are trying to tell us to to cut it out. <laughs> uh, or, or something. So what we'll do, Stephen, we're definitely going to try and want to have you on again. Uh, maybe yep. even do some kind of a promo uh, alongside Infamous Designs. Uh, maybe okay. if if the podcast provides a, a body for for whatever vehicle they want, uh, maybe we can team up with you. Maybe do some kind of a big giveaway. Maybe if you can do a, a paint scheme for them or something like that. Well, I, I, I say what well, if you uh, if you guys want to send me a body or two, um, I'll, uh, I'll hook you up. Oh, I'm definitely planning on sending you bodies because I have two buggies and a short course truck that are going to need bodies for this year. Well, and, just... and you want to know what's really funny is through this whole conversation, I know I've been kind of quiet, but like, you know, Matt's kind of touched on, you know, I've got the custom painted bodies and this and that. And, you know, as cool as it is, the reality is, is they just get banged up and this, that and the other thing. Like for me, you know, Matt, like, you know, remember when I just did those bodies, I just made the windows white and painted them the rest of it blue blue yep dude that's all i want it's just simple <laughs> something that stands out that you could see from three miles away that makes every other guy on the driver's stand go who the heck is that and then makes them crash into the wall <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's all i want we'll do it like we'll do it like pastel colors that'd be awesome there you go <laughs> well and some, a lot of guys, um, I've got a few customers who they just get the plain white bodies or the plain yellow bodies. They're like, yeah, I figured, you know, now's the time I want to pull the trigger and I want to get a scheme going. So I, I want these colors and just surprise me. And then I do a body for them. Like, oh, yeah, this just remember this because this is going to be my scheme from now on. And when you get something that's you know personalized for you and no one else has it, it's, it's a little different. I mean, you know, I think, you know, you might change your mind once you get something. And like I said, no one else well, it's yours, you know. Matt, you got Steve on Facebook or anything? Uh, well, I got his inf 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 infamous designs on Facebook. Uh, that's how I kind of keep track of everything he's doing. But, Mike, just to give you an idea, okay? Like, I've looked at it. Yeah, but have you actually looked at one of his, like, like what his prices are? Uh, well, we've talked about it. I don't remember off the top okay. of my head. Like, so, you're putting me on the spot here, bro. <laughs> he charges, <laughs> uh, as of August 28th, one of the posts, he charges $25 for a 10-scale body, $30 for a 10-scale truck, $35 for 8-scale buggy, $40 for a 8-scale truggy, and $45 for a short course truck. That's good. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? When you're talking about a custom theme for yourself, for that cost, like, that's just... You know what I mean? It's 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 incredible for the price, and that's why I said for me, I'm like like he said, we race twice a month if we're lucky up here, and it's one of those ones where it's like as badly as I want custom bodies, I can't afford to be spending four hundred plus dollars for three vehicles. I, I had one customer. He he left a uh, he left a big name painter, and he came to me, and I asked him. And I, don't, I don't usually ask what everybody else is charging, but I asked him. I was like, hey, for yeah, I just kind of want to know what's going on. I was like, I don't plan on changing my prices, but what were you what were you paying for your body? 
the painter would supply the body. So he was paying for the body and the paint job, but he was spending $120 for a truggy. Oh, holy man. Yeah, and for uh, a uh, especially a gas truggy who's getting a lot of nitro fuel, a lot of nitro fumes on it, and those are big trucks too to be flipping around and stuff like that. I can't imagine spending $120 on a truggy body. No way. Paint and the body included, but still, that's you're, you're still talking $90 for a paint job. That honeycomb stuff, I'm just looking at some of the <laughs> stuff on your Facebook page. Like, how difficult is that to do? It's it's not. I, I try to make it to where it's not as difficult. Um, if I was to do it, uh, a full body it, I mean, it'd be difficult, but um, if you're looking at the... Um, looking at the, the black bu- and yellow one that you did there? Yeah. That was one of my customers. I was telling you, he sent me... His idea that he wanted came from a wrap, and he sent me that, and he was like, hey, can you match this? I was like, oh, man, I was like, you can get a, <laughs> that's going to be a pain. And, of course, the whole entire body was covered in honeycomb, and it's like, I can't you know, get my stencil to contour to the body the way it did. So I made the honeycomb actually have its own layer, and what I did was I sprayed some, uh, what is it called, multi-purpose adhesive on one of my stencils so that way I could get the stencil to stick to the body as close as possible and spray it. And it would look, it had some tight lines, you know, it didn't have like that airbrush effect. It actually looked like it was, uh, you know, pretty clean. But, uh, I mean, I, by, I designed it that way. I didn't want to have to put honeycomb like on a curve or, you know, want some of the tight lines like you could do with a wrap, so... So you're kind of always kind of figuring new ways how to get, you know, what people want or what you want out of it. Yeah, and I try the, my best to not make the same scheme twice. I mean, even Tyler Jones. I've been painting Tyler Jones bodies for since I was 20, 22. Since I, um, so I've been painting for Tyler Jones for about four years now. And I think I've probably done close to like 40 bodies uh, for that guy. And every time is different. I always try to find a, a different way to, to make a, you know, make it flow a little better and to try to make it pop a little bit more. But I hardly ever do the same scheme twice. And let us, unless somebody tells me, Hey, I want this exact same thing. Like, uh, one of my customers, Todd Lyons, his scheme hasn't changed for like, I think eight or 10 bodies now. He, he, he wants the exact same thing every single time. So I don't change it, but when a lot of customers are like, "Hey, I just yeah, I want this again," um, Colin Weatherholtz, his has changed a lot. Um, when he first sent me one, oh my gosh, his scheme was just ugly. <laughs> but uh, tweaked a little bit, and every time I get it, I try to tweak it a little bit more and try to make them flow. Mm-hmm. And but a lot of it has to do with uh, the type of body too. A lot of guys they want a certain scheme for a body and the lines that the body has is just not going to look good with the scheme or it's not going to flow. I mean, you have a, a big rounded one eight scale body, but then you want sharp streaks on it. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of contradictory. So you have to kind of, you have to work a scheme to each body. Um, I don't do stencils. Everything is freehand other than the honeycomb and the carbon fiber effect. Everything is freehand. I don't do stencils. I don't print anything off. Um, it's, you know, hundred percent original other than the inspiration that I get from whatever they send me. Wow. Yeah, it's impressive, man. Like, I, I, one night I spat, sat there looking through all of them, and it's just like, holy, you know, you, you see as he tries different things, and, and it's just, yeah, I can't wait. When 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 I finally get this guy some bodies and, 
and get ah oh, yeah i'm just now i'm excited <laughs> i like that uh, this customer i've actually got two bodies in front of me right now um i just finished his up the uh the inspiration he sent me was a picture of his helicopter <laughs> he was like hey can you do something with this like, uh, yeah sure <laughs> so that's kind of where i got the inspiration for that and you know you can't you can't cut and paste that um you know, you had the, the with the body you have. I mean, if you look at these two bodies, are I mean, I, I'm not familiar with the brands. I know this one's J Concept. I have no idea which one this one. Ah, uh, this is a Hot Bodies something, but two completely different style bodies. This this Hot Bodies buggy is just it's a big and round, and the J Con is really sleek and it's got really sharp lines. So <laughs> you can't cut and paste a a scheme on on these two different bodies. So you have to do everything from scratch. Um, you have to make work with the body. It has to fill out certain spaces. So yeah, you can't. I know a lot of people, a lot of customers, or not customers. I know a lot of painters will do that. They'll cut and paste. They have a uh, they have schemes that they they print off, or they have them saved on paper, or whatever. And they can just grab a body and they can throw them on there and do that. But it's I like to make each scheme work with the body. So nice, nice. So have you had uh, the opportunity then to paint one of those wonderful multi piece? Uh, Hot bodies for the D four thirteen bodies. No, <laughs> I haven't done one of those yet, but I did do a sprint car. And oh, nice. of course, one of those uh, custom work sprint cars that ha- the body is like in nine different pieces or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, actually, I think there's a. Uh, I, I posted a pic on there on my Facebook. It's all pink, white, and black, and I did a uh, chrome headers for it. But that was that was. To figure out you know what goes there and everything and but yeah that wasn't too bad i guess yeah see that's something i could never manage to do i managed to screw up cutting a piece of wood when i got to put it in somewhere specific so let alone having to cut to paint a multi-piece body yeah i definitely end up painting something on the wrong spot and oh uh, yeah great hi I hate cutting out bodies. <laughs> it's, and a lot of my customers, they, they get stuff from, uh, you know, Horizon or Tower Hobbies or whatever. So you know, the bodies just come straight to me. And I think about 90% of the time I have to cut the bodies out. But um, a lot of my customers know that I suck at cutting out bodies. But <laughs> I don't try to get them, you know, 100% race ready. I cut the body out as much as possible to save uh, materials on my end. Yeah. Because uh, you know, if you have... SCs are the worst, you know, the short courses because they have the wheel wells in, and I mean, like uh, almost all the exits almost about as much as the body is. Um, so that's why I cut it out just to cut down some of the pro- the uh, materials that I use. But yeah, all my customers know that I, I suck at cutting out bodies. But when, I, when I've got 15 bodies in here and I've got to cut them all out, I mean, you're talking about almost an hour and a half, two hours of just cutting out bodies. You know, that's a lot of time and everything. So that's why I just try to, you know, uh, most of the time, like with the buggies, the most I'll have to trim is just like or the front, like around the steering racks and stuff and maybe on the back. But yeah, cutting out is not fun. Yeah, no, I, I hear you there. Trust me, that's always been the, uh, that's one thing I've never quite understood. I'm not sure why more painters don't cut the bodies before they paint. I just, I've never understood it. You know, like I, I tried to tell Mike one time he had some bodies there that he did himself. And, you know, I said to him, I said, hey, uh, you know, you should cut that out before you paint it. No, 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 no. And Mike painted it. And, well, what happened when you cut it out, Mike? 
Yeah, well, I was also experimenting. <laughs> yeah, but you butchered the paint everywhere. I just... Oh, yeah, the paint comes off because the Lexan flexes too much, and it just flakes away. I mean, especially when you're using automotive paint. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was trying to use not... a paint, paint promoter and blah, blah, blah that somebody said to try, and it was just an epic failure. It, it, a lot of times with the bodies is they'll have, especially around, it's always the fronts. Um, like where the steering racks go, especially like on buggies, um, you know, you'll, you'll draw up a scheme and let's say, you know, you have like a, a, a layer right there at the front and then you go to cut it out and you realize you cut off like three inches of the layer and it looks completely different than, than what it did. So it's yeah. Sometimes well, I don't say it sometimes I say it all the time. I, I always cut out bodies because it's, you get a better visual visualization of how the design is going to look because after you cut it out, you might figure out that you want to move that, that particular layer back an inch, mm. a little bit more color or whatever. But like I said, the biggest thing is just me saving products. This liquid, like I use liquid Lexan from um, mainly fast mass from uh, fast color. But when you, if I wasn't to cut out like an SC body, I would almost use twice as much of that mask. And that mask is expensive. So Oh yes, I know. I know. I know all about it. I've 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 become the master of the rattle can paint jobs. <laughs> yeah. The, the literally it takes me a half hour from start to finish paint jobs. Yeah, it's uh and painting it's it's kind of expensive to get into. I think I've got almost probably eight hundred to a thousand dollars wrapped up into it. <sighs> yeah. I mean, the uh, airbrushes, I've got three different types of airbrushes. Um I've got Man, I think I've got like 40 different colors right here next to me. I've got lacquers for thinning out, um, the stencils, the air compressor. I mean, it's, it's a lot to invest. And if you were to just, you know, want to paint a couple bodies for yourself, you know, every two or three months, that's a lot to invest. But um, over the years, I've, uh, I've always had an air compressor because of motocross and tires and whatnot. And um, I've moved up in my airbrush game. <laughs> I went from a cheap $40 airbrush. Now my airbrushes are $200 a piece. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, why I'm just going to send my bodies to you and let you do it because you already have the equipment and you know what you're doing. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah, it, it takes a while to, to develop, you know, like your technique. And I think the first body that I ever did, um, I think, man, probably took like eight hours. It was a, <laughs> it was a, the first body I painted for myself was an Adam Drake Triple X NT. The two-wheel drive gas truck. I um, I stayed up all night one night because I had a race the next day and I was really excited. I wanted to do it and it looked like crap. <laughs> it took eight hours to do. I was uh, 19. And what people don't realize is a lot of time does go into these bodies. I mean, even if I was just to do a really quick three-color, um, you know, two-layer scheme, which is about as basic and simple as they get. Um, on a one scale buggy, I think I'm putting in at least probably three and a half, four hours worth of work wow. from start to finish. Yeah. So, I mean, some people think you know, like, you know, like, oh, $35 for a little paint job. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm making after you, you, you know, calculate out the paint and everything. I think I'm making about $3 an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, so don't nobody, everybody stop complaining about it because the next thing you know, it's going to be more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell him that he's giving away work. Come on, shush. <laughs> like Tyler Jones's body is the worst. I think I think he's got like five layers. 
Uh, it's like eight colors. It's like the most intricate design that I've done. It's a, it sucks. I hate doing Tyler's bodies <laughs> and I sponsor him. <laughs> so I do like, he, he gives me bodies like in batches of like eight to 10 and it's oh, just boy. awful. I hate life for like a week. <laughs> but one of his, uh, one of his eight scale buggy bodies, I have, think I have about five, five hours on just one one eight scale buggy body. Oh my. Wow. So, and, you know, you know I don't charge per scheme. I, I charge for the size of the body, you know. Um, so some bodies I get done in two hours. Some I get done in five. And I just I, I you know some people they'll send me a scheme like how much to do this. Well, what size the, is the body? You know, I pretty much just charge for materials. My time is gonna vary. I'm gonna have more time or less time on certain bodies, but it's just I pretty much just charge on based on how how much materials I'm gonna use for that body. Right. Right. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Well, folks. Good to know. If you I, if if you haven't checked them out before, it's on Facebook. It's Infamous Designs. Check them out. You know, uh, send them an inquiry if you're interested in maybe getting yourself a, a custom body. And of course, don't be afraid to ask because he's always been really good about answering any of my questions anytime I've messaged him on Facebook. And I'm sure he'll do the same for everybody else. Yep my uh, my oh, food, I, my phone is glued to me, so I try to do um, I try to be the best I can at answering messages uh, right away. So, man, that kid does have one heck of a paint scheme. Holy jumping! I know that's what I was looking at it too. I sent you pictures of the bodies I got done here too on Facebook, uh, Steve. Okay. You can check them out and uh, whatnot because I definitely I haven't really done anything this summer unfortunately but i would like like i got my eight scale stuff that i'd like to get everything matching okay uh they're not the greatest pictures in the world if if if, if we do something i'll have to get you some close-up ones okay but uh, check it out and uh, just message me there and let me know if it's something you think you can do all right uh they don't have to be exactly the same you know we could kind of customize it into you know something that's easier for you to do or whatever you know what i mean and and just kind of Start replacing these ones or whatever, like as they as they paint comes off them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is inevitable with Mike driving. There's there's oh, a reason God. why we call Mike Wrecking Ball. <laughs> well, I I, uh, I back my paint jobs with um, it's a white Rust-Oleum um, enamel paint, and it's pretty flexible. I haven't really had any complaints with uh, with paint flaking off or anything. So yeah, I know these ones have been good. Only where something rubs, like sometimes you get you know, a, on the short course, the four by four short course truck, right? The front bumper, the the body goes around the outside of the bumper, so the bumper rubs on the inside. Yeah, it's just gonna come off, right? It, it's inevitable. Well, I think for places like that, I think people have been, have been using shugu. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah, whatever. Well, I haven't been around a racetrack in years, so <laughs> things are always changing. That's one thing we've definitely learned in the short time we've been doing these podcasts. So, Steve, we're going to ask you to do something we ask everybody we have on for an interview All to right. do, and that's basically, you know, just uh, you know, you say your name and where you're from, and you're listening to the MBM podcast, and then we're going to cut it out and slap it into our big long. I don't even remember how many people long deal we have. <laughs> Said MBM podcast. Yeah, MBM. All right. Well, I'm Stephen Wilson here at Infamous Designs in Mexico, Indiana, and you're listening to the MBM podcast. No, look at that. The whole time I've been calling Stephen and Stephen. What an yeah, yep. me too. I'm a, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> we're dicks. <laughs> you said it. 
it's been my whole life, man. Substitute teachers, new people, doctors, dentists. It's always it's Steven and yeah, Stefan, but everybody calls me Steve nowadays, and so it doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as your parents don't mess it up, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did we name him again? <laughs> awesome. My mother calls me Steve because she knows it, it annoys me, but <laughs> it's a bad that's nickname. That's... <laughs> Stuck, eh? Yeah. Awesome, Stefan. Well, now I'm going to, of course, just say your name properly. Thank you very much for being on the NBM podcast. Again, anytime um, you, you know you want to talk about anything you got going on or if you want to do any kind of, like, if you want to promote, uh, like, you know what I mean? If you're going to do a special or something like that and you want to get a word out, just let us know and we can even mention it in the podcast or something like that for you. We, Like I said, it's, it's all about supporting everybody within our scene, especially I think the smaller guys need the support more than anything. Oh yeah, and I uh, I really appreciate what you're doing uh, right now. The uh, the deal that I've got going on is for all new customers, if they send me a body before October 1st, you get one free body. So if you send me, you know, three or four bodies, the the cheapest one's gonna be free. So a lot of a lot of customers have been sending me, you know, eight scale buggies or two one ten scale buggies or whatever. So um, the last customer he got two one scale buggies done for thirty five dollars. So. Yeah, see that that's not bad. That's a good deal. And see for me, wow. yeah, if, for me if I was smart, I'd send you bodies for everything I have, but I'm way too cheap to send that many bodies. Well, like I said, if you send me some bodies, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take care of you. Oh, well, that's very nice of you. I appreciate that more more than you know. Let's uh, Mike and I have this conversation all the time, you know, stuff that's been coming down our way um, you know, thanks to the podcast and the effort we put forward, you know, we just look at each other and go, "Is this like really happening?" Like yeah, we yeah. never expect anything out of it, right? Like, it's just one of those we do it because we like it. It's like why you paint, right? Yeah. You do it because you yeah. want to, not because you have to, you know? So when good no, things sure. come your way, you know, it, it, it it's nice and you appreciate it. And... It's humbling. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. for sure. Yeah. All right, Stefan, we'll, we'll let you go for this evening. Again, thank you very much for talking to us here on the MBM Podcast. And, uh, again, you know, anything you got going on, feel free to reach out through Facebook, whatever. I sent you a... Uh, a friend request there on Facebook so we can keep in touch a little easier and you have yourself a great night. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. You have a good night as well. Take care. Take care, man. Well, there we go. Another interview in Stefan Wilson from not Steven. Yeah, not Steven. (laughs) Stefan Wilson from, from infamous designs. I feel so bad. (laughs) I feel really bad because he didn't correct us the whole time. So now you want to know what the worst part about it all is, is I've been staring at it on the Skype window because it shows his name. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it goes to show how pathetic we are as humans, <laughs> how we will just, uh, you know. Well, it also shows how fast we threw that interview together because it didn't even have a chance to say to him, how do we say your name? Uh, we're horrible. Yeah, we definitely are. I definitely got some uh, some uh, editing to do in that interview there. We're just battling some weird, weird issues tonight, so we'll yeah. deal. We'll, we'll yeah, get I, there. I, I don't know if he was having an internet connection problem or not, too, but that was... It was choppy. Well, my computer was telling me that it was about to have an aneurysm, and now it's fine. Oh, really? Yeah, like under you know under Skype where it tells you your computer speed. Yeah. Mine kept on telling me it was slow, and I'm looking at it, I'm like Skype's the only thing running on my computer. <laughs> so. Time for a format. I just did that. Time for another one. Yeah, I guess so. Probably. <laughs> uh. Anyhow. So yeah, so that that was uh, that was a good little interview. So uh, I think what we'll do is we'll take a little break and then uh, we'll come back from that little break. Sounds good, Robin Hood. All right, we'll be back right after this break. Where the hell's the damn? Oh, there it is. 
Are you looking for a custom t-shirt, hoodie, pit mat, or even custom vinyl for your house or home? Look no further than Dutch Oven Designs. They take pride in giving you the highest amount of detail in your design that is possible. All this while offering their products at a reasonable cost. Dutch Oven Designs. Quality is just a standard for them. Okay, so we're back. That was quick. Wasn't bad. I can't, dude. I can't wait to have some custom painted bodies of my own. Finally, I'm not. Oh, yeah? gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I was so jealous of yours when you got yours last year. I'm like, oh man, those are so nice. They're so those are so professionally done. And mine nice. are just rattle canned out of my basement. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie though. They just get all banged up, and who cares? Well, that's true. I'm sure I'm gonna figure out a way to have absolutely destroying one of the bodies before I get more than two races on it, but. Yeah. What can you do, right? Or are you going to let Norm drive it and put a dent in your body? I know, isn't that? <laughs> uh, yeah, poor old uh, Proline Phantom body on my B5M took a beating. Hey, I can't complain. It's It survived the whole uh, racing season, plus some running outside and and all that fun stuff. I, like I said, we were talking before we, we went and did the interview there about, I just can't wait for winter racing. You know, like, it sucks we don't have any anywhere to really race through the summer and kind of keep that, uh, what do you ever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. The uh, parking lot stuff we've been doing. Well, yeah, but that's not really racing. Like it's three laps and, uh, anybody can keep the lead for three laps. <laughs> well, Yeah. You know, even I can manage to keep the lead for three laps. <laughs> oh, every time I'm like, let's do like 10. It's all like, no. no I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to be a new two-wheel drive short course guy. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we did discuss that before, so it should be. I'm not going to lie. I drove yours, and I, I drove Jim's back-to-back, and, and both of your vehicles have different characteristics, like driving characteristics that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, not saying I'm going to go out and buy a TLR short course truck. I'll, I'll get an associated for sure, but, uh, <sighs> it kind of, kind of makes me miss mine a little, I guess. Yeah, it's fun. So I can't wait. I can't wait. going to try some different stuff this year. So I want to ask you, Ugh, your yes. question, a question in your opinion on something. Sure. Because we race on Ozite carpet, and I know yes. lots of other people do too with sedans and the likewise kind of deals. Mm-hmm. Why don't you think there's more of a specific Ozite tire made by manufacturers like AKA, Proline, J Concepts? Mm. Do you think it's Why maybe just not feasible? More? Well, you know, like there's lots of tires that you can try. And I, I think for the most part, a lot of us have found tires that work well, but why not a specifically designed tire? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. That's that's the problem right now is I'm kind of just thinking in my mind of, you know, yeah, I mean, why don't they? Probably because maybe they figure what they have is good enough. Well, which, I mean, we, you know, they, I mean, uh, 
I, I think instead of saying, why don't they make a tire, why don't they come up with a compound like clay instead of clay, call it ozite. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because, I mean, the reality is, is these are, this is supposed to be off-road racing, right? And True. I think that's where we got to take a step back and say, you know, we're substituting dirt with carpet. Why are we doing that? Well, because what else are you going to race on? You yeah, know what I mean? We don't like, have another option. That's right. You know, you, you can't do it on cement or wood because there's zero traction on that stuff with those tires. So somebody's, in, you know, it, it's just like the whole, everybody calls Ozite RC carpet. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. That carpet's been around a long time before RC racing on carpet has been. It's just the carpet that worked out and Ozite is it, you know? I don't yeah. think it was ever, oh, we're going to make this specifically for RC cars. Yeah. yeah, I'm wrong. No, no, I think you're right. I, I think you got the right idea. It would be interesting to just have like a tire that's specific for carpet. Like I, I know they make the off, like the on-road tires, like the sedan tires, which are more resemblance of like a, you know, a sports car tire. You know what I mean? Like something you'd see on a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I've never actually looked at what the those those touring car guys and sedan car guys use that race on like carpet. Like, I don't know if they use the same kind of, like, slick tire that they use on, like, outdoor tracks. I'm guessing so. Or do they use foam? Because I, I, I think that they're in the same boat that we are, right? Which is sedan racing was always intended to be done on pavement. It just moved indoors because of people like us who live in the winter 8 out of 10, 12 months. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I think everybody's just adapted and then... All these chemicals started coming out, um, you know, the SXT and the this and the that, and let's put uh, WD-40 on our tires and all of this stuff. And I'm going to be completely honest with you, and this is just a matter of opinion. I think all that stuff should just go away. Forget the SXT and forget all this stuff. Make the playing field a little bit more competitive. And I say competitive because then everybody's kind of on the same platform, like, you know, we run into this situation where, and I think this has been said on other podcasts, Matt, where it's come to the point where the person with the deepest pockets tends to be the guy that's winning races. Well, yeah, because he can he can afford all kinds of different tires to try. Exactly. And, you know, we need to kind of go back to, let's think about this and compare to, what, what can we, like bowling. You know what I mean? In bowling... There's only one thing that can really change, and that's your ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. The lanes are the same. The pins are the same. Everything else is the same. The only, there's, the, there's, there's the bowler, and there's the ball. In RC racing, we've gotten to a point where there's so many little things. Tires is one of them. Shocks is another. Motor and ESC combos. Batteries. And, me, like, and batteries is a huge one. We both know. You buy whatever battery, let's not say any names, versus, you know, battery B. Well, battery B, they might be the same cost, but knowledge is power, and by yeah. buying the better battery for the same price, well, that can make a drastic difference in the outcome at races, you know, because we all know 
the discharge rate of a lipo battery drastically affects the acceleration of your car and you know the capacities and and, and things like that so i mean that's i'm kind of getting into that rant of where i would love to see a class even in the pros for the pros and i know that everybody's going to shoot me for saying this but like a stock buggy class two-wheel drive buggy TLR, Associated, Kyosho, all these guys come out with a with their buggy the way it is, the way me, you, or anybody else could buy it, and that's what they race. Yeah. You know what I mean? And make that race kit a ready-to-run where you can literally go to the store and you can buy the car that Adam Drake drives or Ty Tessman drives or, you know, whoever. And, man you start to watch the competition get fierce. And and it already is fierce. You know what I mean? Because, yes, these guys are, are professionals, but think about in our world where if me, you, and the eight other guys on the driver's stand were all the exact same, what does it come down to? Driver skill. Driver ability. Yeah. No one, no one can point the finger and say, oh, well, Matt, you won because you're a sponsored driver. Well, no. You know what I mean? Like, they, well, but but to me, see, people using that as an excuse because people are keep on saying, like, for for guys like us to get sponsorships where we live, it really doesn't hurt anything around us. We don't have a local hobby shop, and I know Casey's forty five minutes away, but to me, that's not local. That's forty five minutes away. That's not local. Local to me is I can walk out of my door and I could potentially walk there if I had to. Um, and yeah, I could walk forty five minutes. Well, that's driving. Anyway, anyway, not going to get into the semantics of it. But needless to say, that's not local. And and a lot of arguments are, oh, well, the sponsorships destroys the local hobby shop because now the guy goes direct from the, uh, you know, the manufacturer. And it's well for guys like any one of us that race up here to get a sponsorship. Well, we had to do- order direct either from an online retailer or direct from the company anyway. So we're not the guys that are hurting. Well, from, from from that aspect, yeah. But I'm talking about, you but, know, the. But, the the everyday club. No, okay? I know. Like, but the second part of what I was trying, what I was going to say was that being a sponsored driver means that you have to run that kind of equipment. You don't have an option to change to the latest and greatest by company B. Is that a good or a bad thing for that? So on, you know what I mean? Like you're going to assume anybody who has a sponsorship, the equipment they run is good to begin with, but maybe there is better equipment out there that the other racers can buy because they don't have that obligation to run it. Well, no, but I'm just talking from a dollar-for-dollar dollar point of view, right? I mean, let's just be realistic. We've got members of our own club that just don't have pockets deep enough to ever compete with, for example, buying $180 max amp packs, you know? And all I'm saying is, is is that's the first thing people will complain about, is saying, oh, well, you've got the best of the best. Oh, you, you know what I mean? You got this, you got that, blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case is. Is it a cop-out because that person maybe just isn't as skilled of a driver? Is it? I'm just saying you get rid of all of that. No one can say anything. Here's your battery. Here's your motor and ESC. Here's Here's the RC. This is it. This is what you have to run. You have to run a 47-tooth pinion. You have to run, uh, sorry, a 47-tooth spur and, you know, a 20-tooth pinion, whatever the case is. Yeah. Make that class where nobody can say... You were you are running a cheater motor. You're running, you know, the 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 what you call it motors there that uh, the uh, Trinity motors. You know the Magzilla 3.5s. Oh well, that's a cheater motor. Well, that's why. I mean, as soon as there's that option for somebody to say, 
that's why you did better for me. That's what's going to happen, you know, at our level. Let's be realistic. You know, we're so far from professional that, you know, it, it, it's just, and then, you know, I, I, I'm going to bring up a, a name here and I'm going to use Frank Hansen as the example. How you doing, Frank? Hope you're doing well. Talk to you soon. Probably in November. But, you know, I swear to God, you could give that guy any RC. He just has the gift of being able to drive an RC. No, I'd have to agree. I'm pretty sure, uh, what's that? He could drive the wheels off anything? Yeah, it doesn't matter who whose RC it is. He'll drive it better than the the original or the owner of it will. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more on that. He's uh, look at how look at how how silly I felt after I beat him for TQ in that one race. Like, I think it goes on like cloud nine because like we hold Frank to such high regard, right? Like he's the the local fast guy, right? Yeah, he is. He is the guy to usually beat him and Joel, depending on the class. Yeah, and what's going on? So yeah, no. Like I said, it's uh, it's just a personal opinion. Like I said, um, people will shoot me in the foot for saying that. I think some people will agree with me. Well, but uh, I know what you're saying with the whole. You know what I mean? Everybody should have to like you know imagine a class where everybody ran the exact same thing. I don't think having a better battery makes a big difference when you're running like the thirteen five motors like we are, or like a full mod like a you know six and a half turn or ten point five or or whatever. When you get down to the 17.5 racing where you're talking about, you know what I mean, you're trying to get every little bit of extra oomph you can out of that equipment, then, you know, obviously a, a better battery with a lower IR and a higher C rating and, you know, all that crap is going to do better than, you know, the Joe Blow $30 special. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I see where you're coming on that from. And that's part of why, like, I don't mind the 17 idea 17.5 stock because that's what stock is anywhere else you go to me I, i'll never build a 17.5 specific vehicle i'll just no. stick to mod in all my classes because i don't need to run the best of best batteries or the best <laughs> speed controls or motors or or make cheese graters out of your chassis plate yeah exactly or cut you know cells open and take cells out to make them slimmer and less milliamp hours <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's I, I again. I'm waiting for the. I can't wait for this season to start. And you know, we're gonna try and get a couple of episodes in here and there. I'm not gonna promise any kind of timeline, but we're definitely gonna try and do it a little more often than we have been. Um, I think once we get the trailer situation all ironed out and we get a race schedule all figured out, and you know, kind of yep. get back into the groove of winter, it'll be a little easier for us to get together and, and do them. Yeah, man. But uh, you know. I can't forget to thank so many places that have been great to us. We're going to do a giveaway coming up. It won't be, uh, we'll probably maybe do another episode in like a week uh, or two. And that's when we'll kind of announce a winner. Uh, I'm going to try and, you know, put it out there again and see if we can get some more uh, likes and shares. I'm trying to write down everybody that likes it and everything like that. Pretty much if you like the status that I put out talking about the giveaway from CowRC, um, I'm going to write your name down. And then once I figure out how many people we got, we'll figure out a random generated number kind of deal. And we'll give away something from cow RC. Of course, thanks to Heath for that. Uh, thanks to Edwin from Dutch oven designs for all the stuff he does for us. Uh, we can't forget. I can't forget to thank max amps because you know, they've been awesome to me. Um, evil empire racing. We can't forget to mention, uh, Mike, he just went through a little, uh, 
medical hiccup uh, over at uh, there. So best of wishes. Uh-huh. Get better soon. Looks like they gave him a couple zippers. Yeah, it looks like it. Looks like it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope he gets better soon. Of course, Rick for our foam tires. You know, we were on the whole tire subject and getting back to it real quick. We didn't even talk about the foams. Well, that's it. You know, for us, foams are becoming, um, I think, the norm. I think that's what the club, the CRC Car Club, is going to run this year in the buggy classes. Are we not? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any problems with that. I think the only class that we won't see them is. Uh, Stadium and and short course. Yeah, yeah. We'll let those. And, uh, I mean, I know that there's quite a bit of people that even want to see them uh, in the stadium trucks, but I don't know. We'll see. Depends. If people uh, if people want them, we'll give them to them. I don't know. We'll see. I think that's probably the best rule of thumb to stick by. If the if the masses demand it, then we'll let them have it. You know. Yeah. I know the big debate's always been, you know, how much a set of foam tires is as opposed to a set of rubber tires. But the reality is, is this: once you put those rubber tires on and you wear through that first set of rubber tires, and you have to replace them in that season, um, you're spending more than what a set of foam tires are. And and yeah, uh, we both know it. We we went and bought AKA chain links. Uh, for both of our buggies, a set each, and I think we were both into like what the seventy dollar range by the time it was all said and done. Yeah, I don't even remember. Well, it was about that because I think the tires are damn near twenty bucks a, a set for the clay compound that we ordered. So you know what I mean. Like I said, by the time discounts and everything were said and done, when we ordered it with the rims and everything like that, it was like seventy some bucks each. Yeah. So, ah, uh, that's one thing that kind of frustrates me when people argue that, and then they argue that, oh well. You know, if you're not a great driver, they chunk. Well, Rick's really good about fixing his foam tires. Like what he did for me after Casey's spring fling. He took them back with him, fixed them up for me. Problem solved. Yep. And it was pretty quick. He had them back to me within a couple oh, of days. Uh, so He's great. Yeah. yeah. So, again, thanks to everybody who supported the MBM podcast. We appreciate it more than you know. We're not going to bore you guys too much more. We're going to kind of try and come back a little more organized, with a little bit better episode. We've just we've had this great interview we did with, with Stefan in the in the can now since september and it's like man we need to do something with that yeah no exactly i know it's almost been a month to the day dude i know it's crazy yeah yeah. so um and we're also coming up on our one year anniversary of doing the nbm podcast and uh you know again thank you to everybody who listens and supports us without you guys we'd literally be talking to ourselves (laughs) we are talking to ourselves what are you talking about shut up don't don't give it away. <laughs> don't don't give the secrets away. Anyway, that's it for me, uh, Mike, and myself over here at the NBM Podcast. We will talk to you guys in the next episode. We're out. Have a good night or day.